SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase. Everybody is Therese Paler, Chiefs beat writer for the Kansas City Star, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Chiefs Game Plan. Of course, tonight... Uh, the Chiefs face Washington, who's 2-1. The Chiefs are 3-0 on Monday Night Football. So the whole nation will be watching. Should be a pretty good game. Should be pretty competitive. And uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, first off, we're going to kick it off with uh, an interview with my main man from the Washington Post. And soon to be USA Today, one of the best beat writers in the business, it's Mike Jones. And you guys want to stick around. You're going to want to w- listen to that. Mike has been covering Washington for a long time. Um, and he, he's good at what he does, so we have a pretty good conversation previewing the game. And also, uh, me and the guys, the rest of the 18, we got together in the middle of the week to talk to Chiefs, talk about a lot of different subjects, trying to get ready to break this thing down. So without further ado, here we go. Here's my interview with Mike Jones. Okay, I'm pleased to welcome uh, one of the best journalists in the business, Mike Jones from the Washington Post. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Therese. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. Um... First of all, congratulations, man. You got a little personal news, bro. Way to go, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. Uh, be heading over to USA Today in a couple weeks to cover the league. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good challenge, but it'll be, it'll be fun. Can't think of anybody more uh, better prepared for that than you. You've been covering a team that's been interesting, to say the least. For the last several years, so, so let's jump into this thing. We got a battle here. Um, you know these guys better than anyone. Uh, just looking at this matchup, what do you think is going to be the biggest key for Washington against a Chiefs team that might be the hottest in the league right now? Well, I think that they really got to slow down Hunt, um, and it doesn't look like anybody has been able to figure out how to do that so far, averaging something like eight and a half yards a carry. Um, this kid is going to be a challenge like the Redskins haven't seen yet. Uh, they did a pretty decent job against Todd Gurley um, in the rushing department. Started to bend a little bit late in that game, um, but then buckled down. They didn't let um, uh, they didn't let Marshawn Lynch really get going last week. But this is a different type of, of beast. Uh, the offense that the Chiefs have, they put up a lot of points and everything. So they've got to prove that they can get those guys off the field on third downs. Um, and, and then if they can do that, I think there'll be opportunities for their offense uh, to move the ball and maybe put up some points on the board. But I think it really is going to rely on heavily on their defense. Looking at Washington's running game, a couple beat-up backs. Uh, I kind of like. I really like Samaje Ryan coming out in the draft. Uh, what's the state of the running game right now? Well, um, it looks like Rob Kelly is going to be back this week. He didn't play last week. They had Pirine. Um, he did a pretty decent job. You know, wasn't he? Didn't have um, you know any of these huge breakoff runs. He had a couple in the second half where he really started to get going. But for the game as a whole, he only averaged two point six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's still working on being a little more patient. He's a rookie. Sometimes he's just so eager to make something happen, he doesn't let uh, the runs and the, the cutback lanes develop. So they're hoping that Rob Kelly's back. He does a good job of running with his eyes, following his key blocks. Um, and, and then when you don't have him, you have a nice change of pace back in Chris Thompson who can hurt you as a pass catcher and as a, a very speedy runner. So they're going to try again to establish the run game. Their offense just works better when they're able to pound the ball and set up the play-action attack and and then go from there. 
If the Chiefs are able to shut down the running game, does Kirk Cousins have the ability to win this game by himself? Well, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on um, the health of Jordan Reed and then uh, the the execution of his wide receivers. Cousins, um, you know, he, he can sling the ball around, but the Redskins don't have the veteran wide receivers like Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson like they had uh, last year. They've got Josh Doxson, who basically is a rookie. He missed all but two games last year with injury. And then they've got Terrell Pryor, who is still very much developing um, as a wide receiver. He's big and strong and fast, but he drops a lot of balls, and he's had um, a number of balls already this year in key situations. So if Cousins can't go to them, he's going to have to go to Chris Thompson out of the backfield. He's going to have to go to Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, and hope that those guys can get the job done for him. Um, Obviously, he's going to want to spread the ball around to a lot of targets. That's what he likes to do, but they better hope that they can get this run game going because their offense just hasn't proven that it can be one-dimensional and effective yet. How's this Washington run? Uh, how's this Washington pass rush looking, man? Um, there. I tell you, they're looking a lot better. Last week against um, the Raiders, who have a very good offensive line, as you know, um, they were able to give a lot of pressure just sending four guys. Their interior of their line is a lot better since they drafted Jonathan Allen out of Alabama in the first round, and they got a second-year guy, Matt Ioannidis, out of Temple, um, who was a fourth-rounder this last year and really has come on this year and is playing very well. And then, obviously, on the edges, because you have the guys on the inside doing well, you've got the guys, Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, uh, they both have three sacks apiece, I believe it is, and then Junior Gallette, Ryan Anderson, the rookie out of Alabama. They got four guys, and they could send at you and get that pressure without having to do a lot of stunts and things like that, and that enables them to drop more guys into coverage um, and try to crowd the secondary. So, they did a good job of getting after Carr, multiple sacks in that game. Um, they They've, they've done uh, they've got a new defensive coordinator but it definitely seems like there is some improvement on that defensive front in the trenches and that's helping things on the back end as well when it comes to their run defense are they stopping the run by committing resources to it or are they stopping it because they can out 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 athlete people or are they stopping it because they can win one-on-one matchups <laughs> Well, it's a little bit of both. Um, their guys up front are doing a very good job um, of dominating um, the line of scrimmage. Um, uh, they haven't been perfect, but they've been more consistent. That's why I'm really curious to see what they're going to do against the back um, like Hunt. Like I said, Marshawn Lynch really couldn't get going, and the, the Chiefs were in a lot of situations where they needed to throw because they were in a hole. But when they do, um, they've got guys like Zach Brown who just flies around. Um, Mason Foster, who is a big-time thumper. Uh, and so the guys up front in the trenches on the line are doing a better job of clogging run lanes than their linebackers fly in there and clean up the messes. And the guys on the outside are doing a good job of setting the edge. But, um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs' offense is kind of unlike uh, the ones that they've seen with the creativity and the jet sweeps and things like that. So they're really – this is going to be the test for them for sure. Yeah, you got that right. And I'll tell you – Teams have a hard time stopping the Chiefs because they've got three guys you got to deal with, okay? Um, you got Ty Hill, you got Kelsey, and you got Hunt. You can kind of take away Kelsey and Hunt by putting people in the box, but if you do that, Tyreek Hill is going to go off. Uh, what are the odds that, just in your opinion, what are the odds Washington takes that trade off and decides to say, okay, we're going to make Ty Hill beat us? Um, 
it, it's very possible um, because they know that if they, they don't uh, stop hunting, he can really wear them down and make for a very long day. Um, and so I, I think that they want to try to stop him and then force them into, you know, they want to, they, they, they want to, 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 to make this be a game that Alex Smith has to win with his arm. Um, you know, but again, it's not going to be easy at all. Like you said, they got multiple backs, multiple styles. It's hard to prepare for all that. Um, and that's why the Chiefs have been so successful so far. I got you. I got you. Uh, just real quick, winding this thing down. When teams have been able to beat or hold Washington offensively, what do they do? Um, the thing that teams can do against them is when they force them into those third and long situations, and then they send that pressure after Kirk Cousins. Their line had done a pretty decent job last year protecting, but they've kind of had some struggles here and there. They looked as as good as they've looked all year um, last week because they were in those third and short, you know, range. If they're any more than like third and six, third and seven, that's when teams can really pin back their ears and come after them. So if you turn a one-dimensional and stop the run, Jay Gruden, has, lots of times, if he's not getting three or four yards a pop, he'll want to give up on the run game. Um, and so if you can discourage him, he's a former quarterback. He likes to sling it around. And so, you know, I'm serious, man. Like, he, he, he kind of has that mentality. And so last week was the first time we've seen him actually have patience in the run game because he gives up on it way too soon. And so if they can get them in that panic type of mode, sling the ball around, it should go well for the Chiefs. That's so funny. Uh, that's that Doug Peterson disease. Uh, all right. And defensively, when teams kind of get after them a little bit, um, when Washington's defense struggles, what is the offense doing? Um, when their defense is struggling, it's because they're keeping them off balance with, you know, the, the last week, I mean, sorry, the first week against uh, the Eagles, you know, they were able to run the ball and they also were able to set up and get quick the ball out of their hands very quickly, uh, misdirection and things like that. That's why I think that this is going to be a big challenge for them. Uh, the, the Rams, you know, they had some times when they really, even with the young quarterback, moved the ball well because they were getting the ball out of his hands quickly and kind of, you know, not letting the defense alignment and those edge rushers tee off on the quarterback. So, you know, anything to, to confuse them, the misdirection, and, you know, just moving their way down the field. Their secondary has done well, so you can't really beat them deep a whole lot. But if you can get your play action going, that should help as well. All right, man. Great breakdown. Can you give me a prediction? Oh, I think the Chiefs win. Um, <laughs> you know, I, just, I, I just think that it, it's too much for them. Uh, you know, I just I'm not sold on this team yet, uh, and and their offense of being the balanced attack that they want it to be just yet. And again, this defense of the Redskins hasn't seen anything like uh, the Chiefs' offense yet. So I, I'm going with the Chiefs. That is high comedy, but that was a great breakdown, Mike. You're the man. Congratulations on your new gig. Can you tell people how to find you, brother? Yep, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, it's Mike Jones, W-A-P-O, for right now for a couple more weeks. Um, and uh, after WashingtonPost.com for the next couple weeks, yeah, then it'll be USAToday.com. Hey, make sure you follow him regardless, even if you don't like Washington and even after the game. Mike is one of the very best beat writers in this business, and you're going you're gonna to do a great job, man. Go kill it. Hey, Therese, I'm just trying to keep up with you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious, my man. Take it easy. Hey, man, looking forward to seeing you Monday night. All right, brother. See ya. 
All right, so good stuff there from Mike. Let's go ahead and shift to our midweek 18 breakdown with myself, Vahir Gregorian, and Blair Kirkhoff. Here we go. Hey, everybody. It's Therese Paler, Chief B-Rider with the Kansas City Star, and I'm here with two of my guys. It's Vahir Gregorian. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm glad to, glad to be alongside. Yeah, that's I great. Really We're am. here for you, man. see you guys. It's yeah. been days. Yeah, the A-team's here <laughs> for each other. Yeah. And Blair Kirkhoff, how you doing, man? Good, man. Doing good. Great, great. Good too. Yeah, yeah, great, man. Great to have everybody in the mix, and we thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we got another great show for you today. Going to cover so many topics. Won't believe how many topics we're going to cover. Uh <laughs> I love how I sneak that in every show. Uh, We're going to talk a lot of topics. The first one is how important is it to have a good show in this week before the nation on Monday Night Football. We know how this league is. right? It's what have you done for me lately? And they were the darlings of the league after beating the Pats. They come out and have a stinker. All of a sudden, they're going to stink to people. Um, Then we're going to talk about really one of the most interesting things about this upcoming showdown against Washington, uh, the running game. The Chiefs have mm-hmm. been the league's best running attack uh, over the first three weeks of the first three weeks, and the thing is, like the teams they faced are pretty good at stopping the run. So Washington again fits the bill. Uh, gonna see if we can predict if Kareem Hunt can keep doing it. Uh, we're also gonna give a breakdown of StubHub Center, which is where the Chiefs won on Sunday against Los Angeles. See, I didn't call it San Diego. That's good. We're doing good. Uh, but we've been getting a lot of questions about that, and we're actually gonna bring. Our ace photog, Dave Hewlett, one of our favorite people, one of my favorite people, <laughs> to kind of talk about that because you got a chance to shoot a lot of pretty good photos there. And uh, I wonder what your experience was like. So uh, we'll also talk about the kicker, kicker situation uh, with Cairo Santos out, which has a chance changed. to be big. Yeah. Yeah. And then we will take your questions like we always do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this thing started on the road. Uh, you know, Monday night. Love it, right? Uh, prime time. No. No, no don't love Monday Look, night. The, the beat writer, the we, beat writer. Lament. The we beat writer lament. We, yeah. we do lament that, but we also, and again, it's always just about us. Um, you know, yes, it the is. next time there's a noon game, November 19th in New York. Brutal. Isn't that something? Brutal. So we'll do the best we can. We're hoping to get the stuff in the paper. Um, but we and, don't. And at Facebook Live afterwards. And, and it will be after dark. That. We will know that'll be Facebook Live after dark, and on many levels. The later the game, the better the show is for That's you. True. That's true. That's true. Because we're tired. <laughs> no filter. No, no filter. You can believe that. Uh, um, it seems like only a couple years ago there was no Facebook Live when last the Chiefs played a Monday night home game. That's right. That's wow. That's right. Yeah, that's true. This will yeah. be the yeah. first. Yeah. In the Facebook Monday Live night, era, Tuesday morning edition of, yeah. of, of Facebook Live. It's, but to Teresa's We're point try about not to get fired, what the, <laughs> <laughs> not not a guarantee about what what it means to um, this kind of interests me. All these things you brought up interest me, Teresa. But the one thing that, that I didn't mean to jump the gun, but um, okay, a so how much does perception really matter in terms of what you're going to become anyway? Right? I mean, I guess it's nice to be highly thought of around the country, and the Chiefs have that going for them now. Mm-hmm. They don't need to sustain that to be a good team and win a couple of playoff games. But more to the point is, if you're really trying to learn what their makeup is, um, this game is another link in that chain, right? And mm-hmm. you're, you're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, the nation's eyes are on you. So um, I would say not a game they have to win, but, but you certainly like to understand the mechanics of who they are, you know, continuing to go through another thing like this. Like, I, can they sustain the run? And Absolutely. Let me just remind you guys, send your questions now. We're going to answer them 
right at the end of this thing. So, Blair, does it matter? I know every game matters, but yeah. like, is there an extra benefit to playing well? Here's what I think about with this this game. There always is. I mean, but but I don't know how they can improve their perception. They're yeah. they're number one in everybody's power rating right now. They're yeah. generally seen as the best team in the NFL. They're three and zero, and the Falcons are the only other three and zero team. And the Falcons have been kind of lucky to win a game or two of their games. And mm-hmm. the Chiefs not in that category. I think everybody's convinced now that the Chiefs are the best team in the country. So a loss at home to the Redskins would damage perception. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a bad thing. What to me, what that would do is. It would offset the Patriots' win. That's the that's one. Good, that's, that's that's the one outcome point. that you didn't expect, right? right? Winning in New England, you lose at home to Washington, and to me, that's not out of the realm because you think about the couple of the games they lost last year, were Tampa Bay at home, Tennessee at home. You know, it's like when the AFC West teams rolled in here, they were they were ready for those. <laughs> but you get these teams that they don't play every year in. That's it's right. just a little different, you know? That's and, right. And I, I wonder if that's not... But, but, but right back at your point. Sorry, man. <laughs> of all the people who should be talking the most, it's no, you and I'm talking No, no, I you. need to talk less. Let's go. Um, no, but to your point, if they really are a different type of team, you know, last year's team proved to be, you know, good enough to win a division, but not good enough to win a playoff game. Right. Um, they handle their business. Maybe you handle your business. This, this is a bit handle, yeah. handle your business game. We yeah. agree that this is a losable game, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, all right. But I, I, I certainly thought last week was a losable game, too. I, I will tell you that this game, a million percent, just the early indication, this might be like an all-Madden level loss. Like, <laughs> like the no effing way game where like you're undefeated and like the game's not going to let you go undefeated. You were going to lose at least two. This this might be that because this team like can of, stop the run, right? Uh, and like then you get the penalties and the interceptions and fumbles. Yeah, well, I think you've all been through that if you're around my age. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I'll tell you this though: I, I I do think a this is a losable game, and you know b I I guess I don't know how important it is because I I, I want to know from your point of view: is there a chance these guys are peaking too early? Is that a, is that something to even consider? You know, I get the concept, but I, I don't think you can account for that as a, 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 a thing to be concerned about, right? Mm-hmm. If you're pretty good, you're pretty good, and you ought to be able to keep being pretty good. Right. That, that, that's how I see it. I get, th- I get that you could, of all the things you want to worry about about your team, that you can build that into the package, but is that really a problem? Well, I mean, are they you, are, they are, are you going to be less good later because, you can't be, because you're good now? They, they, no, they, you, that shouldn't be the case. But they are playing really, really well yeah. right now. Um, the offense is fantastic, I think. Um, defensively, they're doing what they need to do. I, I guess you, that's not a question you can answer until you, you take the helicopter view of the season, right? Yeah, when did they right. peak and, and, yeah. and, what, and was it too soon? I, I, no. I, you know what? If they, if they play poorly on, on Monday night and lose, then... You can say, well, at least you know the, the, the peak part of the season's gone. Now they're going to restart and reboot the right. season. Um, it also would be the fourth game, and who who was the who, who loved the quarter to, to break up the season in quarters? Like uh, was it uh, the Todd uh, Haley, Haley thing? They always, you know, four games. So they're three and zero going into their fourth game, and they're at the quarter pole. And uh, to be three and one or four and zero was take, take that every time. Remember, remember when they were three and zero in thirteen. 
And of course, they'd already like won more games than they'd won the season before, yeah, right? So yeah. that was a different kind of feeling. That felt like fool's gold. But but it did, didn't it? Yeah. And and why was that? Was it because of the, well? Remember uh, the, so the expression we were using, charm chiefs. They were they, all these they were, they were happening. So many breaks. Well, I don't feel yeah. like playing a last place schedule too. That game. and then they, they're playing a last place schedule. But this feels different than that, doesn't it? I mean, I know you know we haven't even hit the quarter turn, but but well, beating New England changed. That's everything. a good. Point. Of course, it does. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. By I agree. I remember going back 2013. They were getting fumble returns, and they yeah, were just yeah. getting all kinds of stuff. Uh, remember the Sean Smith interception against Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think are, we don't think any of their wins have really come that way. These are teams that they've been better than better in than. the game. Mm-hmm. And that's a good sign. That's a great sign. I'm really glad you brought that up. And look, that's an interesting thing, too, that you made me think of this. I mean, yeah, they probably beat San Diego because of the turnovers, but the first two games, they didn't win because of turnovers. They just mm-hmm. lined up beat them. better. And, and yeah. you know, if, if, if the Eagles don't score that garbage time touchdown, they've beaten three opponents by at least two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Yeah. Does it? That's not an NFL. Yeah, team. that's right. That's right. One thing the Chiefs do have going for them is one of the league's best ground games. And this is, you know, this is something now because I've said before, the reason this offense feels different is because it is in the sense that Andy's running the same stuff. You know, the difference is his horses yeah, got yeah. got take it the way all the way ability. You know, Ty and Travis and Kareem, there's no way to defend all that. You can take away two, you can't take away three. Right. You know, DCs have to make a choice, don't they? Then I, okay, it, it, I got you. You're right. I got you. All right. If you're an opposing team, which two do you take away? Well, it depends on what your strength is, right? Okay. And, and Washington's strength is, is is run defense, right? So, do they give up a little bit of that to you know to pay extra attention to Kelsey? Because I think I don't know about you guys, I think he's ready to bust out I after so. after the one target, one reception game in L.A. I think Kelsey's poised for a big moment. Are the Redskins? Is Gruden thinking that? <laughs> That's way? a great look. Are the Redskins doing? <laughs> Here, well, here's what I think, though. I think you're probably right about Kelsey, but I do think that if you're, if you're telling me I can take away two guys more or less, I'm taking the other two. I am, too. Believe it or not, million percent. You cannot let Kareem Hunt kill you. Can't do it. Can't let that happen. Unless your front seven legitimately wins all the time with even boxes. Yeah. But even then, these guys are so good at the outside zone run. I feel you kind of have to devote resources to stopping it. What you can't do is take your chances one-on-one with Ty Hill because there's nobody in this league that yeah. can lose that. Josh, yeah. every time. Josh yeah. Norman can't run with Ty Hill. Yeah. Ain't nobody back there run with Ty Hill. And as long as Alex is willing to try to deep ball to Ty, he's a mandatory got to have help over the top. Well, here's, Probably has to start with that, doesn't it? Here's the, the, yeah. To me, the answer to the question is, who do you take away? You take away Alex Smith. Ooh, you, put yep. some, you put more pressure on him. We've yeah. seen that. He's, he's vulnerable to the sack, vulnerable to the rush. Um, Kareem Hunt, I don't think, is established as a, you know, as a, as a, blocker, as a blocker. Um, I, I think when look, the like middle that. of the Chargers game, that's when Alex was sacked many times. I, I, that's what, to me... If I'm a defense, I pin my ears back a little more often than what we're seeing. Here's here's the issue you get, though, too. Because, in a way, stopping Kelsey and stopping Hunt are like the same thing. It's an additional body in the box, chipping Kelsey, mm-hmm. one more body around the box, so you can kind of stop the run and Kelsey at the same time in a way. But if you're doing that, you better hope that Alex is having one of his check-down games. Because if he's not, and he's not getting hit, you're in a lot of trouble. Because can't no one run with Ty Hill. 
I'll tell you that right now. I think that's a really interesting prop, and it's something that teams are going to have a real problem with. And it, I will tell you this, it's why I didn't like getting rid of Macklin, because I thought, I thought if you do, if you keep him, and he's the ex or whatever, now you got some real problems. Yeah. Like, I know it, there's yeah, money, yeah, yeah, cap, yeah. but it's yeah. like, so now you got to pick between the four. Think about where they'd be had they not cut Macklin, mm-hmm. had they managed their money better. Right. Now it's just like, oh, you know who'd be seeing co- single coverage every play? Literally every play? Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Macklin. And then the problem is just trying to sell him on that being okay, which I kind of think you could do when you're undefeated. So right, right. he's making $12 million. Yeah. So I, I tell you, if something yeah. happens to one of these guys, and then you're going to wish Jeremy Macklin was here. Uh, Connolly's not there. You know? Yeah, but he's better. He's better. better. He is better. And that's not even a reflection on Conley. I'm just thinking the better player is Macklin right now. Yeah. Right. I agree. And if Alex is chucking the ball around like this, you know, now you're talking about a lot of things you got to account for. So I think every week I'm going to look to see how teams, which choices teams are making. Because that is a hard choice. Very difficult. Um, Speaking of Hunt, though. Yeah. You know, we, we all marvel at his breakaway speed. Mm-hmm. There was a play Sunday. He gained 10 or 11. It was 11-yard gain. He disappeared into the pile. And all of a sudden, the pile, yeah, the pile kept going. Like he, kept, he moved the pile himself. I, I've never seen that. I mean, I've never seen oh, a guy thinking, that. That was amazing. I was thinking of a different play where he disappeared in the pile. <laughs> and came out and he just popped end. out. <laughs> that he pulled an Emmett. I'm telling you, that was the Emmett. He did it. I, listen. I don't know how, I don't know, I guess you could assume Kareem Hunt doesn't have Emmett's freaky ability to stay healthy. Like on Madden, like Emmett's like toughness was a 99, mm-hmm. and the injury was like a 99. Like that's special, that's rare. But I'm telling you, like, this dude is different. And you've seen a lot of running backs, right? You saw Marshall Falk in his prime, didn't you? You were there. I thought Marshall Falk was really, the at that point, the Maybe the best football player I'd ever seen because of the way he could do it all, and, and including blocking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Complete aside, how close was Prime Jamal to Prime Marshall? Little, slightly different, I think. Maybe I'm thinking most more stylistically than anything else. However, you but see it, I, I'm interested. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him more than a tick behind. Wow. I, I, okay. I mean, okay. I tell you what, I mean, I, I thought Prime Jamal was pretty special. I agree. I'll never forget the, the Raider four-screen touchdowns. Oh, oh, my God. That was ridiculous. Oh. For some reason, all I can think about is all the beer getting thrown at him uh, in the end zones. But well, how he, about the, the yeah. year that he uh, – it was the year before, I guess, the, the last year uh, before the Andy Reid uh, regime arrived. He had more touchdown runs of 80 yards plus than he did 80 yards <laughs> minus 80 yards. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, oh, my his, God. You know, he found a crease and was gone. And, yeah. and uh, the, the, the Chiefs haven't had a running back – that good until now. Um, with all due respect to Spencer Ware, Charkandrick West, yeah. and injured Jamal, this this is the um, this is the best running back that the Chiefs have had since prime peak Jamal Charles. And you know what, guys, really special. This is maybe a silly way to signify it, but we already have each of us probably has six, seven, eight signature Cream um, Hunt plays in our heads. Like, oh, that time he did that. You couldn't believe it, right? When he's running backwards into the end zone, carrying six guys, or all these things. I mean, so I, I, I think that tells you special, special stuff about him too. And I think one other thing, I thought you were going a little different area than this. 
One other thing, you know, it's special. Like all of us have multiple Kareem Hunt bylines. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, every one of us has written multiple glowing, and it's not just us. The four no, of no, us, no, the no. interns. I think each of them got a Kareem Hunt yeah, byline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're, this guy's right. amazing. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's true. The byline count reveals it matters, yes. man. <laughs> if you want to know who's doing good, who's getting attention, look at the byline counts, man. It never fails. Uh, Now's the point where we bring on another member of the A-Team, when we're proud to call our own. Yeah. He's our guy. And he's there with us every week. It's uh, David Hewlett, our ace photographer. I'm going to slide it's in like here. like the, the, fifth, the fifth Beatle. This is weird. Yeah. Like, I'm on camera. I would have dressed better if I would have known. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? Good, good. To good. Have you. Um, we'll bring you on because we had a pretty lively discussion about the StubHub Center. Yeah. On Facebook Live on Sunday. And I always love hearing your stories from the sideline. Because you're down there. I mean, you hear and you see stuff. Um, you told me before you loved shooting in San Diego. Yeah. Cause of the, was this close at all or was it different? Well, it was like, it, it was similar. The, the You know, for photo geeks, the light was just as nice. Uh, it, it, is, it is unusual to go into a one-level stadium. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Blair about this beforehand that usually crowd noise is something, like I'm looking through the camera and the crowd noise is sort of a tip-off as to what's going on, well, you know, there were, it was probably, what, 50-50 or 55-45 Jazz fans. So there was, like, people were cheering for all good plays, which was <laughs> weird. It was it was unusual. Um, it, as, you know, as ticket prices go up, I think that attendance in stadiums is going to start to go down. Yeah, and we were and talking about that. You know, you, you're going to have this, can you fill up a 75,000-seat stadium? Because no. the TV the experience is, no. is so good. Is no. <laughs> TV experience is so good. So if you're building a stadium now, would you build a 70,000-seat stadium no. or would you build a 50,000-seat uh, stadium? I would build stadium? a 50. And we were talking about that, yeah. Blair. Yep. Like, you could make like a super – here's the amazing thing about owning a football team right now at this point. And you'll appreciate this as a baseball guy. Both of you guys will. If you need to build a football stadium in the NFL, you have the opportunity to do what the Baltimore Orioles did with Camden Yards in the early 90s. That same opportunity right here is right, it's presented itself. And this league has been so arrogant, no one's thought about this or done this. The opportunity is right there to build an old school retro facility that's cool, that's intimate, that people are going to want to come to. How cool would it be if here the Chiefs built a 50,000-seat stadium that looked like Municipal Stadium? Bigger concourses, bigger restrooms, suites, all of it, except it's small and it looks like Municipal. That would be badass, period. That would rule. And people would come to see that stadium. I'm telling you, like you have an opportunity to do something special here because what I noticed, because it was an open-air press box, mm-hmm. there was 25,000 people in that stadium. And we were talking about this, Blair. It felt loud in there. It was loud. It, it was loud. It was pretty loud. Absolutely. It was because they were close. Yeah, they and were our sightlines were outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. The, the in-game experience yes. is so much better when it feels... Which, which is the problem the NFL's having Absolutely. now is the in-game experience. It's all they think about. And um, Look, Kansas is going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in a new football stadium. That thing should be 40,000 seats, you know? Colleges should do the same thing. There, there doesn't need to be 80,000-seat football stadiums anymore. 
got to, they, they have to, in the but we're talking about the NFL, and, and the NFL is, uh, the, the days of the 80,000, 75 to 80,000 seat football stadium are gone. They're just, to they me, they're gone. Be. Should be gone. Now, you can't start from, you, you can't just say Arrowhead's useless now, we're going to start yeah. from scratch. So, I don't know who's next, and, and L.A. obviously is building a new stadium, well, right? L.A. and, and uh, um, Las Vegas. Right. Well, Vegas I is the Vegas opportunity. Is L.A. is building yeah. theirs for Super Bowls and for, right, for right. everything else. But Vegas is the opportunity. Yeah, it's probably, and I don't, and I don't probably know what they've got laid out. It's probably yeah. a market like Tennessee or it's, it's, like, it's like a... Buffalo. Like a, Buffalo would have a 30,000 seat stadium. Buffalo would have a killer 40,000, 50,000-seat stadium. And, like, this is a real thing they can do. The first owner to build a retro, old-school, intimate stadium like that is going to make money hand over fist. People will go to experience what we had in San Diego this past weekend with a better, with a bigger kind of experience. It's Mm -hmm. better. Fewer people, less traffic. Yeah. Hell, I I don't know who's going to pay money to sit way up high anymore. Like, our press box seats stink. Let's call it for what it is. is, is. And it's not that much higher than where people are paying. Right, right. So, I get it. I but like that's the next thing I'm telling you. Um, it's I, I, you know everybody sort of cracks on. Oh look, you know they they've got this small dinky stadium. Once the game started, you know it was it was just a game. Right. Like it, yeah, it was different that you didn't feel quite so surrounded by humanity on all sides. But like honestly, I didn't think right. anything yeah. different. Nobody wants to see ants play football. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to see that. It's like it's like going <laughs> to the, the final four at. Yeah, at the, at the Arizona it, Cardinals it, football stadium. Yeah. Who want like I don't, I'm I'm not interested in seeing a basketball game from another zip code. No yeah. one's got time for that. You, and by the way, that's the press seat now too. Yeah, the, the people, final four. people will still pay for premium ex- experiences. They will pay for that. That that's the they that's will the do key. that. You give you give the common fan a premium experience by they putting will, them closer. Yes, it could be the worst seat in the building, but you're still so much closer and you feel the game. I take it to the next level. How about this? If I didn't cover football for a living, if I was just Joe Guy, right, you know, and I lived in L.A., I would have season tickets mm-hmm. at that stadium. How about that? I would have season tickets at that stadium, and I would go every week. How about that? And, and, I would. Sure would. And we were all skeptical going into that. Oh, yeah. We, we were. were. Like, we would, were. You, would you rather see the Chargers <laughs> in a 26,000-seat stadium that's full or the Rams in a 110,000-seat <laughs> stadium that's two thirds empty. I'd rather I would have Charger season tickets. Yeah, straight up, I'd do it million percent. I bet you they're not that expensive. Yep. I'm gonna be close every week. I I do it million percent. Easy to drive in. Yep, remember that part? Everybody, How easy was that? Everybody, we were, everybody parked in the you know next to the stadium. Yeah, we did. Yeah. People weren't parking way the heck out. There was no hike. Right. right? <laughs> it was still expensive. Now there was a hundred. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's still expensive. And it's going to be expensive. It's going to be more right. expensive. Right. Get right. ready for that part. Smaller yeah. venue. But, but, but I pay for it though. Yeah, the experience is better. And I'm, I'm saying this to somebody that has said up until now, there is not one NFL experience I would pay money for. And I would do it if. It's just even even being in the lower bowl at a place like Erie is different than being in that stadium, right? Because, like, you're just surrounded by so much, mm-hmm. you know. You're just so much by so many seats. It doesn't have plus even of, lower bowls farther back, right? I no. mean, other 
Other, I'm trying to think of the, the very closest sideline seats are, are not as close, but also certainly the, the farthest back in the lower bowl. That's right. right? I yeah. recommend to Chiefs fans, they're going to be there for two more years before go. moving into the LA, new LA stadium. Go to that Gotta game go. next year. Got to go. Next, yeah. One of the next the, two the years. The weather is yeah. always great. It's yeah. like, it's basically San Diego. It's a great vacation. You know, Can it's you like, think well, about that. Right. That's a that's a great idea, why, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to go take to? Take the week. Yep. That's a great vacation. Well, was it last year? It was yeah. New Year's Eve. It was um, New Year's Eve. It was like, oh, this is terrible <laughs> that I have to go to San Diego on New Year's Eve. Um, not, your, not that being in Denver on New Year's Eve this year will, no. will be colder yeah. or <laughs> oh, less, less comfortable. Christmas Eve. I think we're in Denver. No, no it's the last final game. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's the Dolphins on Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, we're that's all right. That'll be the longest game. Be up nothing, yeah. nothing bad could happen there, no. right? Dolphins, Christmas. <laughs> uh, the Facebook the no Live at 4 a.m. Uh, that's right. Um, how, was the, how was the lighting for you? It was great. Like I, I enjoyed the experience. Yeah, the security guards were a little uh, uh, tense. Really? But other than that, no, it was like, you know, I love going out to California. So, except Oakland. Did you? Not, uh, Oakland. Not that. <laughs> ever. Well, you get to avoid <laughs> Oakland. Yeah. John Sleezer goes to Oakland. Thank you, John. <laughs> Worst statement in NFL. Yeah. That's uh, like a Division two. Okay. One of the other reasons I like bringing you on is because, like, you hear stuff and see stuff that's happening down there. Anything fun? Anything interesting happening? You know, what was interesting, not to rehash all the national anthem stuff, but I did notice. Uh, when I was shooting, and I'm, I'm not always super aware of the sounds going on, but I was surprised by the amount of booing. And stand up. Yeah, the stand there up. were lots. There, there were sort of indiscriminate shouting that I was hearing kind of out of the, my peripheral hearing. And I was like, I hadn't heard that before at another game. Both, both sides. The Chargers had four players at the end of the bench sitting down, and then the Chiefs were kind of just scattered mm-hmm. with their protests. So I think the booze came from both. It'll be I, honestly, I'm, I'm interested to see what the reaction will be like here Fun at Arrowhead game. home game. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's our team and that that whole thing. How that how that will play out because you know it's a lot of people will say, man, this this topic's been running to the ground, but people are super passionate about it. They it's are. like one way or the other. Right. It's, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have more than enough on that coming for you, believe me. Um, all right, Any, did you see anything else? Did you see Marcus Peters and Keenan sparring? You know, I didn't see. I, I saw uh, Keenan and Justin Houston talking really? quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were talking sort of during a TV timeout, but I actually was looking for Peters and Allen. I didn't see them did you see, doing any sort of other you, than just lining up against each other. Did you see Peters with the ref? With the the hand in the air no, after no, the no, ref, with the ref. Oh, the, the, the sparring with the ref. Oh, how much of that did you see? I saw a little bit of it, and and there were the, and he was Peters was talking with Philip Gaines, who was trying to kind of chill him out a little bit. <laughs> um, and I thought, oh, this this will be interesting to see where this goes. Um, did you think? But it's like, it's you know you see Peters like and, and Peters is he plays like he's emotional. That's his that's that his shtick. That's his thing. Like if I, I you, think that's his motivation. I think that's his were, engine. If he were totally calm and cool and collected, would that... He wouldn't would, be the same. Yeah, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be Marcus, Marcus Peters. Peters. No. So. no, that's a good point. Um, also, did you? how hard did you think Cairo Santos was? Well, you know, he really got leveled in yeah. that roughing. The, like, he got legitimately taken out. Mm-hmm. And he got up and was rubbing the inside of his leg and... 
Mm-hmm. You know, I did think, oh, you know, he missed all the training camp. I was like, oh. but then he came back and kicked another field goal. He made the field goal that impression. So it was like, oh, well, but that's he's what okay. That's what the chiefs are saying. It didn't happen. The injury didn't happen on that. It happened during warmups. Yeah, but he did get. He he got really rolled. Mm-hmm. How so. concer- how concerned is this group about them starting a, a rookie who's never kicked? Well, with, game let's put it this way: with this history of field goal issues and playoffs. Uh, I would assume that that would be uh, – how, how fast did you guys see tweets about how they're going to, you know, lose the Super Bowl by two <laughs> points at the end? I mean, yeah. right? It, it's so yeah. that's, that's – what else can you think about if you're a Chiefs fan? I love, I love how Chiefs fans, like, think they're Lions. I just I, – I <laughs> you have a Super Bowl. Different level. Like, it's just a different level. It's 0-16. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You're not cursed. There's no – like, I get it. Like, there are a lot of hard losses, but your dad's – your dad saw a Super Bowl title, okay? <laughs> you, you did not inherit years of futility and just negativity. Like, it's different, okay? It's okay. You gotta, go, no, back, you gotta go back to great-grandfather right. in Detroit for, for NFL championships. Yeah. Right. You guys are talking about the curse of Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, back in the days when quarterbacks wore numbers in the 20s. <laughs> and and leather. Like, yeah, right, right. No <laughs> face the one, the one bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it will be interesting, I think, to see when the Chiefs are at the 39-yard line and it's fourth down and two. Mm-hmm. With, with the wind at their back, you know, Kareem, Kareem Hunt or yeah. untested kicker. No, that's not a big deal. Though. Remember, guys, Andy, <laughs> Andy, don't worry about. Hey, yeah, I got faith. <laughs> how about how about the one injury a week for the Chiefs now? Right, Eric Berry, yeah. uh, Mitch Morris, Ooh, and now yeah. Carlos Santos. Yeah. What are they going to lose a starter a week? Hey, even? what's the latest on Mitch? Uh, still the same deal. A couple weeks. He got lucky because there's no surgery needed. Just got to heal. Yeah. Um, he thinks he'll be back. He'll be all right. Yeah, five five. What's, what's, what's uh, that's not a big deal. He'll be all right. No Mispractice that was yeah. back, lower back. Nah, he'll be all right. No <laughs> Have you guys ever tried like the Andy Reid to diffuse things with your significant other? Yeah, that's fun about that. No. that very moment. I think I think it will come uh, off. She knows. To your significant <laughs> others very much she the knows. same way. It comes <laughs> off to us. Yeah. You think so? Much? Yeah. Think, oh, like, you mean just being completely oh, dismissive doesn't work? You're just yeah. gonna walk away from this? Have you ever tried to be like, so fill in the blank? Why did you do that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't She knows. She knows. Yeah, don't worry about it. see how far that gets you. We'll get that to you. So where were you last night? Yeah, We'll get that to you. Don't worry. Sam I had the ultimate crossover when I was on the phone with you, imitating you, imitating a certain coach. And I said, okay, I'll see you later, babe. And then I emailed my wife later in the day, and I said, babe, at the end. And then she puts on Facebook that she thought she heard me call you babe earlier in the day. So it's already, already kind of invaded. Babe doesn't really go over that well. That much I can yeah, tell you. babe. Babe, yeah, babe. Yeah, it's like, what? Like, Sam will get that to you. <laughs> we'll get that to you. <laughs> I do so, uh, so why didn't you pick up that thing for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get that. She knows. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> just non sequitur. Totally. Yeah. She knows. How about just the mumble? Just any question you don't like? Uh, uh, why, why did this person text you? Yeah, you know. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> and if you're going to keep pummeling me with questions. 
not going to take any more questions. Yeah, right. you know, I don't have to give you this opportunity to, to ask questions. any questions. I, how dare you ask me questions? You keep humbling with the questions, right? Now you can ask me again, right? And the answer is going to be the same. Yeah, it'll all go over real well. Let's see if they cut. On the couch. I'm going to see if they yeah. cut our transmission yet. Yeah. Uh, we are broadcasting from the Dawson room. Oh my! No, we're still on. Oh my. Okay. We're still on. We'll get that to you. All right. The best thing is, I do assume many of our Facebook <laughs> Facebook Live uh, followers understand all the stuff we're referring to. They may not, but uh, this is what you pay for. Now, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is just four guys. We should charge for that. That's pretty good. That's what we should title it: Four Guys in a Sports Bar. Oh God. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Bucker, just real quick. Kids got a strong leg. They do legitimately like him. They chose to bring him back instead of Sam Ficken. Pretty good sign, but you well, never know to the guy. College, he was in college last year. Yeah, he's a rookie. He uh, had a nice college career at, the, at Georgia Tech. The, the Panthers drafted him. He was the seventh, first time in Panthers history that they used to draft pick on, on a kicker. Brought him in to, uh, to compete with uh, Graham Gano, but Gano won the job, and so that put uh, put uh, Butker on the on the practice squad. The Chiefs went right after him. I mean, he was first choice. So Did you guys talk. You guys talked to him today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to talk to him a little bit today, and. You know, he's his NFL debut is going to be on Monday night in front of seventy thousand people at Arrowhead. Him? He, you know, he seems he said all the right things. He doesn't seem he's a tall guy, six four, and I Giant guess guy, yeah. yeah, and and um, strong leg. He'll get the ball to the end zone on kickoffs, which is what the you know, Chiefs want. And he, that's going to be an interesting um, sidebar to to what goes on. If the Chiefs games haven't come down to field goals, you know, but. When you know when they did last year, Santos was money, right? The mm-hmm. Carolina game, the Denver game, um, he was money last year, and he was perfect this year. Three for three on field goals and all twelve extra points. Mm-hmm. So, uh. yeah, I was just chatting with him last week, and he was talking about how pleased he was that the 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 Chiefs had been smart enough, and they'd all been smart enough to just hold off a little while. But he he felt good, he felt right, and yeah, I, I, yeah. that's a that's a shame. Yeah. I tell you what, though. There was a you could hear some presumptions around us in the press box when he was rolling around, like you know that that he was he was milking it. But I know I know I know it wasn't from that, but I don't think he was milking it. I think he was. No, no, really I don't think he was hit. either. Yeah. No, he was some legit pain there. Yeah. All right, let's let's answer some questions so we can get back to work. Uh, Jesse Bates asks, when will when will Whitman be replaced? Uh, I'm. I mean, I think Parker's working his way back into the mix here. But. As soon as Parker gets back into the mix, <laughs> right. but. I, I, I don't know, Blair. I, Leads the league remember, in holding penalties. Remember, Andy was like, yeah, last time with Chuck Land, I thought he was a ways away. When you <laughs> yeah. hear Andy say that, you know, it might be a month. Like, yeah. Or it could be this second. I mean, we don't know. I, I mean, he was talking to us, so I'd, it, it might be this week. You he's, just come, he, but he, He's been upgraded on the injury report. He's he's not out every week. Right. You know, he's he's um, you know he, he's limited practice guy. So. When will we see Reggie Ragland? I thought we were going to see him last week. Yeah. He suited up for the first time as an yeah. NFL player, right? Because yeah. he didn't because he was on uh, didn't play for the Bills at all last year. I guess I, I don't know what the answer to that is, but I'm looking forward to seeing him because he, he didn't play a snap last week. No, right? uh-uh. yeah. yeah, he he is a I'll tell you what he's a physical specimen. That guy he's he's going to be. Why he's, do you he's they, got the body? That's for sure. Why do you think they made him active and, and didn't get him in? Uh, he's probably next man up. I mean they yeah. they were rotating. Yeah, 
the one low key thing here is that Derrick Johnson's not getting every hundred percent right, right, of the snaps anymore on defense. Like Kevin Pierre Lewis is someone they like. He's mm-hmm. getting like meaningful kind of like. He makes some good special teams. Yeah. And, like, and, hey, I hate to say this, but I, actually you guys have a keener eye on this than I do, but I feel like Derek's a step behind. He's, he's a step slow. Yeah. He is. He's yeah. working his way back. But I will also remind you, the man came back seven months You're after. right. He, yep. he shouldn't that, even can, be. Can't be, right. can't be forgotten. You're I mean, right. He, as opposed to, like, 11 the last time. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. he fast-tracked it. And, and, look, the key point there is the won't to, as Roy Williams yeah, would put it. Won't to. But also that – there's every reason to expect that there's more to be recovered. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, I hear you on that. Just 55 of 73 snaps. Right. I mean, that's the Chargers. That's meaningful. How many did Pierre Lewis get? Um, 19. I mean, this is happening, guys. Yeah, 19. I mean, this is happening. So, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, Kyle Fisher says, did anyone notice that all Oakland did was short passes and screens and none worked against Washington? That's what the Chiefs do. He's a little worried. Well, Got to remember old number 10. Yeah. Yep. It's, yeah, number 10's all right. Number 10's faster than anyone Oakland has, okay? So, you know, they're going to have to test that a little bit. And I saw Torrey Smith get behind this defense a few times. There's going to be stuff there. Alex is going to have to uncork it, and the line's going to have to protect. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Jesse Bates says, will Tomba and Daddy come off the pup soon? You got six weeks. So, you know, still got a few more games game here on Game four, both. right, but, uh, uh, at Houston in game five. Who's game, is it Pittsburgh game Pittsburgh's six? Pittsburgh's October 15, right? Game six, yeah, yeah, game six. You know, unless unless Andy's going to hold a grudge on Tomba for talking too much in, <laughs> in, over the summer. <laughs> little tweet uh, storm. I would tell you that the D4 lower back uh, hip thing, like hip stuff doesn't just get better. I think D's fine. He'll play through it, but it's something that you're probably going to want to have some insurance here mm-hmm. if – if this is a real thing. So, I, I think at this point right now, you might see Tom again. But let's just see. Kyle asks, how Fisher, Kyle Fisher asks, how scared should I be about all these injuries that are really starting to stack up? How scared are you guys? Yeah, well, again, one a week and big ones, you know. Big ones. I mean, this is significant, significant injuries. Too. And look, you know the old expression uh, in the newspaper business, twice is a coincidence, three is a trend story. Yeah. So, I mean, four is a... You know, that's a series. That's a series. <laughs> <laughs> Special report. That's right. Blaine Wheeler says, peak too early. Terrence Mitchell? No, I actually think he's going to round in. The oh, absolutely. He just hasn't played that Right, much. right, right. He, and the, the, the more he plays, the better he's yeah, going to get. Absolutely. And we saw him working with Al Harris a little bit out there in the practice to the side. They're working on his technique. His technique still isn't ideal. He's just playing off, you know, guts and stones right now. So That, that long ball he got beat on. I mean, here I am. Harping on that with the two That's interceptions. Okay. But the long yeah. ball he got beat on, he was actually in decent position, but I think had trouble with his footwork yeah. making the play. It was yes. a goofy play. It, it, was, it, yeah. was, it was an awkward kind pass. Of hung up. He was in an awkward position. The receiver was in some yeah. kind of awkward position. You know, his two interceptions, I thought, were uh, not to take anything away from him, but I think a lot of guys would have made those interceptions. They were throwing his way, and yeah. he took advantage of it. He didn't yeah. drop them. Yeah. He didn't have that play like he did against Philadelphia where the ball went off his arm. You yeah, know? he was he looking the other play, way. He made plays yeah. this time. Jesse Bates says, what's up with Mitchell Schwartz? Seems to be giving up several sacks over the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you, Mitchell Schwartz is a guy, he's not coming off the field. He is a tough guy who believes in the – the best ability for the offensive lineman's availability. He might be hurt, and he, you would never know. Like, that guy's going to play. Um, we know he's a good football player. We know he's still in his prime. 
if there's something going on with him, it's probably got to do with an injury that mm-hmm. none of us are going to know about because he won't report it. The only missed snaps by any offensive lineman this year have been Mitch Morse's when he got hurt wow. in the last – he missed seven snaps against the Eagles. Are you guys worried about Kareem Hunt's durability and shoulder? I mean, I don't know if I'd say I'm worried, but somebody else is going to log carries this year. It's not just going to be West and Hunt. It's no. going to be Akeem Hunt. It's I, going think, to be... I think they're waiting for Akeem to get more comfortable with yep. the offense. We're going to see him in the backfield maybe starting this Dump. this week. Um, but you, you also you've, you've seen ten in the backfield, and you've seen thirteen right. in the backfield, um, and you've seen twelve in the backfield. Yeah, and not just as novelty acts, right? right? I mean, yeah. they, they've they've been you know constructive plays. Do you th- is there an optimal number you'd like to have uh, Kareem, of touches you'd like to have Kareem get? About what they've been giving? Yeah, them. fifteen to seventeen a game, seventeen, yeah. eighteen, something exactly. like that. Perfect. ETA on Stephen Nelson. Yeah, he's got he's got to start the year. Um, on IR, he's got to do it at least eight weeks. He'll be back around week nine. I think he's going to be okay. I saw him running last week. I think that's an important – that'll that be an is. important get when he gets back. Hunt and Smith, MVP candidates, yay or nay? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if I you just base it on these three games, yeah, right? First, I mean, we've got a long way to go. But, but who would you – if today, right now, wouldn't you say One if you're evaluating at all? Yeah, Hunt, I'd probably Hunt. Yeah. Because his, his stats are otherworldly. Yeah. And also, he's the change, right, yeah. in this yeah, team, yeah. you know. How do you expect Andy Reid to attack this defense the first 15? That's a good question. What they're going to do is use a whole bunch of different formations and see what might be available. They're running each side. They'll, uh, you know, they'll see where they're a little weak at. They'll try. To, I bet you they try to go up top to loosen this thing up, too. I mean, it's, it's going to be there. You just got to connect on it. Um, you know, it wouldn't be bad to try that, especially since they really haven't done a lot of deep stuff the last <clears throat> – week or so um okay jordan tribe says how do you replace that revenue earned by the forty thousand seats you would lose going smaller if you guys think that there's really seventy-seven thousand people at arrowhead every week you're out of your mind there is no way i know it's a sellout but those tickets get bought we see red seats you know like there's there's one advantage to our vantage point where we are we see a lot of the upper deck of the stadium across from us A lot of empty seats. Maybe percent. But part of the point is also going to be jacking the other prices. That's right. right. The prices the go up. The fan experience goes up. And mm-hmm. Parking in San Diego or in LA was a hundred dollars. But if the if the if the experience is premium, people will still pay for premium these days. They will pay for elite. People will, but they just want to customize to what they want. Um, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> well, will Parker Eanger make our O line top seven or so? Uh. They still, they're always going to have the issues with like needing the short yard and stuff. But as far as going side to side, they're outstanding. So yep. All right. Um, for that, we're done. Right. So we appreciate you guys watching. We really do appreciate you guys reading. Remember, to go to cancelly.com for all your Chiefs news. Remember to go to iTunes and rate and review us. Sports Beat KC podcast. We'd appreciate that. If you thought this was funny, if you thought Andy Reid jokes, <laughs> the Andy Reid guide to dealing with your mate was funny. <laughs> I need you to go I ahead. Should be, I think that should be a weekly segment. That should be yes. <laughs> oh, let's 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 unpack that. Let's <laughs> let's, let's brainstorm that. All right, that's going to be great. Uh, hey, don't worry about that. Uh, we're done. We, th- we thank all you guys. We'll see you guys next week. All right, for the star, for my guys, for Sam, who's out. We'll see you guys later. Okay, so it's prediction time. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, Monday Night Football is always a pretty good game, and Andy Reid's pretty good at Monday Night Football. So I do think Washington's going to get their fair share of points. 
Uh, and I also think they're going to get after the Chiefs a little bit. But I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win. I think they're the better team, and they're at home by the score of 31-24. But, of course, we'll see. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, remember to go to KC.com for all your Chiefs news. Remember to go to the Sports Beat KC podcast on iTunes and rate and review us. I'd really appreciate it if you did that. If you've been listening to this for a long time, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and do that for me, okay? Uh, that just helps us. Just believe me. Uh, and, and last thing, download the Red Zone app, too. You can get that on the App Store as well. Uh, it's the best way to get all of our Chiefs coverage. So, for the star, I'm Therese Paler. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>